Welcome to Pushing Through. I am Tate Frazier, and as always, I am joined by the kid, BJ Armstrong. And last night, BJ, the biggest event in all of sports, the Super Bowl. What was the Super Bowl like at the BJ Armstrong household? What was the Super Bowl like? Well, first of all, we <laughs> did you even welcome watch BJ? Every- that's that's probably my. That's probably I'm, my I'm first getting time. there, Tate. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Let me, you know, let me be, you know, let me be old and. You know, grouchy. You know, this is what old people yeah, do, yeah. right? You know, like I've I've seen quite a few Super Bowls. What was it like? First, the food was fabulous. We had oh, phenomenal food. Yeah. Phenomenal mm-hmm. food, right? We that's had phenomenal food. Sunday, yeah. My wife did an incredible job. That's that's the Super Bowl in our home, right? The food is is phenomenal. Did we watch the game? The game was on. The game was on in the Armstrong house, but the food was popping. Okay. The like food that. was, that's, that's what we do. If you want a good meal, just come to our house. Now the game will guys, be on. What did you have? What did you nah, have? We can't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Can't, can't okay. share. You know what I mean? I'm not in this. This isn't, this isn't like Instagram, Twitter. And we, t- no, like I don't do that. Like keep that private. Okay. I do me. You do you. But what I am a chill. food, yeah. I, I I'm I'm a I'm a food connoisseur. I food is what I do. The food was fabulous, like unbelievable food, unbelievable food. The game was on, and you know, from our activities, we occasionally look up and watch the game. Mm-hmm. So technically, I did watch the game, but there were other activities going on in the Armstrong household. And congratulations to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well done. And I'm sure your generation now wants to tell me about your favorite word. This is the favorite word of this generation, GOAT. So yeah, who's the GOAT? It. Tell me who the GOAT is. Now, you know, I, I got to assume that the conversation today is who's the GOAT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what so it always go. is. Yeah, and let's BJ, go for it now. Let's well, go well, for BJ, it. BJ, when I grew up, you know, when someone was the GOAT, and I think when you grew up, when someone was the GOAT, it was the person that screwed up. It was the person that made a mistake. And you're like, that's the GOAT of the game. That's the person that lost the game, you know. Like, whether it be right. Billy Buckner, you know, with the you know with the, with the ground ball going between his legs or whatever it may be. He was at one point the GOAT. But now, like you said, all, all the people in the millennial generation, they have flipped the phrase. They have capitalized the letters. And now it is the greatest of all time. And uh, that was the question. The Athletic put it out today. Um, who is the GOAT of all sports? They had Michael Jordan there. You know, they had Mickey Mantle there. They had Serena Williams there. Mm-hmm. They had Tiger Woods there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you played with Michael Jordan, BJ. Uh, I don't even think that you would call Michael Jordan the GOAT uh, just because of your re- reverence and respect for, you know, Kareem and Wilt and Bill Russell. Um, but but are you fascinated by this conversation? And do you have a take uh, on Tom Brady being the GOAT? Because that seems to be the consensus. You know, people are putting up the I, seven I, I rings I have a take. I, I have a take. I have a take. <laughs> I have a take on the I situation. I am a take. You have a take, yes. Yeah, I have a take on the situation. And are you asking me? Because I don't like to give my opinion until someone asks me. I right? am asking you. Know you. I, mean? I, I am asking you. Just just your thoughts. You see the headline that says Tom Brady is the GOAT of all sports. What is BJ Armstrong's take on that? Well, first of all, I don't think there is a, a, a greatest of all time. That's... I think that's that's a nice thing to say. That's a nice primer, right? Before we get into this, yeah, I think it can't be good. a greatest of all time because what those players before me, before 
you know, previous generation. And before that, what they had to go through was totally different than what these players had to go through, right? Mm -hmm. So if, take for instance, just the training and equipment that players can train with today. <laughs> it's totally different than what Babe Ruth and that generation had to go through. Yeah, Roger Maris, all those guys, yeah. Okay. When I watch Bill Russell play and Wilt Chamberlain play on television, and when I was able to watch film of those guys, I couldn't stop watching their feet. Like, how did they play games as seven-footers, right? Will Chamberlain was seven feet, maybe the strongest or one of the strongest guys to ever play. How was he out there playing in converse cons? <laughs> <laughs> no ankle protection. Bill Russell, there's a picture on my wall right now. I wish I could show you. Bill Russell has on low-top converse cons. <laughs> like, my feet are hurting just looking at that photo. Mm -hmm. now what would bill russell do if he was able to train and do the things that the current athletes are able to do so we'll go back to your conversation of goat tom brady i'm going i like to celebrate greatness when i see it because yep. you don't see it often mm -hmm. it's like a shooting star you know you're lucky if you see it tom great tom brady is great he's not going to be great he's not trying to get better he's not grinding he's not one of those guys putting on instagram <laughs> striving to be the greatest tom brady is great and i will say what they used to say he is what he is now you put him in any generation, he has the one it factor. And the it factor for me is he's going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. You could argue right now and say Tom Brady might not have been the best quarterback in that game yesterday. That guy, that kid, Mahomes, that, that kid is, he can do everything. Mm -hmm. He can do everything. He can scramble, run, arm, make every throw, da-da-da, da-da-da. <laughs> What is this, his third year or something? This is third year, second Fourth Super year, Bowl. Yeah, Fourth yeah, year, okay. Yeah. He's 500 right now in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, <that's> crazy. <laughs> Four years, he's been to the Super Bowl twice, he got one. Like, hey, man, that's a, that's a Hall of Fame career right there. Tom Brady has it. Tom Brady has been in the Super Bowl 10 times. Mm. Who's the greatest and all those things? Hey, man, save that for the... The, the 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 people the experts and i saw a stat today that made me laugh so hard i i was in tears earlier i saw a guy on television because i turned my television on by mistake and he said the following it was literally it was literally by mistake i was moving i was i was trying to pretend like i was cleaning up before my wife got there right i was trying to get some you know some good brownie points right and the television comes on and a guy says the following he says Tate. He get, he names off some statistician company. Durham Bull Stats said that Patrick Mahomes scrambled last night in the backfield 500 yards. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the line of scrimmage. Now, Tate. Tate. Now, 
the little bit that I did, did I watch the full game? No take. But it never <laughs> occurred to me that there is some guy, some Watching. poor kid, there was some <laughs> poor kid who was counting the yards that Patrick Mahomes scrambled behind the line of scrimmage last night so that someone can get on television today and put that stat in his argument of why Patrick Mahomes mm. was, and I turned the television off, so I don't know what his argument was. So my so my thing <laughs> is this. I'm going to enjoy Tom Brady because mm. just like when I saw all those great NBA players of my generation that I saw with my own eyes, and that as I continue to watch great players in any sport, I am quite confident in saying this. I'm never going to see Tom Brady again. Mm -hmm. Okay? This isn't some kid who's 35, 36. This is a man, what is he, 43? 43, yep. The fact that he's been able to sustain this level with all of the things that are available to this generation speaks volumes about his commitment to his craft. He's mastered the quarterback position tape. Mm -hmm. Okay, he's not good at it. He's not trying to be good at it. He doesn't have any more potential on his name. He's actually mastered his craft. And I'm going to admire him for as long as I could or as long as I can because you don't see this often. There will I will never probably see another player in my lifetime that has mastered a position like he has in professional sports. I don't care if it's an individual sport. I don't care if it's a team sport. He has mastered that position along with the one thing that I think none of us know whether it's true or not, but being a former player myself, working in this business, even rarer than him being as great as he is on the field, his leadership, is beyond. Mm -hmm. Tate, his leadership is beyond. Now, players can affect the game because of their talent. But his leadership and what he did in that one year down there, you can't argue this. These are things you can't argue. Mm -hmm. Now, mm -hmm. the different styles of, you can debate the styles, but you can't argue that this man Half of his career he has spent at the Super Bowl over a sustained level, a sustained amount of time. Mm -hmm. And at 43, Tate, 43, okay, there's a lot of commitment. Life gets in your way. He's married. He's got kids. A new city. Da, 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 da. And he still has remained focused. And the one thing I want to say to him and all athletes, all athletes will, will share this. When your sport isn't your primary focus anymore, you should get out of the game. Okay? He has every reason now for football to not to be the most important thing in his life. Mm -hmm. And we would all understand why he would want to walk away or do something else or what have you. The fact that he, at this age... The game means that much to him. And he's not just talking about it. I'm not talking about the social media things. I'm not talking about putting out the memes. <laughs> I'm not talking about putting up the Instagram things, showing you how I'm grinding. 
the fact that when the cameras aren't on, that he and his team, that football still has remained this important to him. There's nothing else for me to say. Yep. So if there's anything I want to say is that to see, we have an example of what it means to be great. No, no, don't try to be great. Don't talk about being great. Don't tell me I'm improving. I don't want to hear that. Tom Brady finishes the job. Tom Brady didn't come there to get to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady looked like he came there to win the Super Bowl. Yep. So all of this goat talk and all of those things, okay, that's fine. But I just know, as I'm watching him, that when I see that, that's like, oh, let me just sit back and watch it because it's easy to be talented and let your talent do what it's going to do. The fact that he puts in this much time and effort to lead an organization. Mm-hmm. Okay. When these great players, these Jordans and these guys, and all these people who understand what I'm saying, you're leading an organization. That's a different ball game. Mm-hmm. Okay. This guy's leading a team. No, when you are the face of an organization, you can't say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without now saying Tom Brady. You can't say the New England Patriots without saying Tom Brady. I can't say Chicago Bulls without saying BJ Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that to me is what I don't know the greatest. I'm not into the greatest of all time because it's impossible. And I can't mm-hmm. say that. But what I can say is that, Tate, you probably will never see this, and you're much younger than me. You probably will never see this again in your lifetime. Yep. You will never see a man play for 20 years and get to the Super Bowl 10 times and win seven. And he might win more. This is what's crazy. Yeah. He's 43 years of age, Tate, and he might win more. Yeah, they asked him last night, Jim Nance, you know, is this, you know, Tom, are you coming back? It wasn't even a, a second before he answered, of course, you know, I'm running it back. I, I want to win it again. He has gone to 10 Super Bowls, like you said. He could have won. I mean, one of the Super Bowls that he lost, they were undefeated. So, you know what I mean? He could have easily have eight. The other one that he lost was against a hot Giants team again. And then the other one was against a hot Nick Foles-led, you know, Eagles team. That was like a team of destiny. So there's like you know there's arguments to be made that he could have won all ten. He still got more Super Bowls than any other franchise. Seven Super Bowls. Next closest to six, obviously. He's the only quarterback that over the age of forty has won two Super Bowls. He's the second quarterback to win a Super Bowl as a starting QB for two different franchises. The first was Peyton Manning, who used to be his rival, but now is you know about five, six, seven years out of the game. <laughs> you know it's 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 an impressive it's an impressive rundown. Regardless yeah, I, of what you I, think, I, I got it. That's what I'm saying. Like like. It's impressive. Nothing I can say. I, I, yep. I'm just yep. going to watch it because when you see something you've never seen before. It's, so when you say greatest of all time, like, who am I comparing it? Like, you said the greatest in team sports. So here's the thing. If you don't admire his longevity mm-hmm. of this level of excellence, then you're probably not a real sports fan. Like, this isn't like something that you just see every day. <laughs> okay. A man 43 winning the Super Bowl down there. Okay. Yeah. And you can't say 
that he wasn't a, the centerpiece. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he was part part of the team. No, he was one of the best players on the team <laughs> at 43. Yep. Jordan. Okay, you say, okay, now you're saying, so now all of the analytic people are going to say, well, he's got seven, he's got six, but okay, that, that guy right over there, he's got 11 championships. So yep. you can't give me these numbers. Robert Ory has seven rings. Robert Ory, okay. So if you, when I see something that's great, what I saw with Jordan, the most one of the most amazing stats, he's got so many stats. One of the most amazing thing was, for me with Michael was how dominant he was in that era. Like, would you say someone dominated that era? And he was so dominant, he never even went to a game seven. That that to me is what like, there was no question from 1984 to whenever he retired, he was the most dominant basketball player in that era. This guy, Tom Brady, Three different decades, he's won a Super Bowl. <laughs> that says it right there. Yeah. That's not that's not luck. That's just not physical talent. Why is it not physical talent? Because he can't be as great as he was when he was in his prime. Not in football. Now, I'm going to admire someone who's mastered his craft or her craft. He's mastered. When you talk, when you say quarterback, if, if we all went back and say, I'm, I'm TBN, everybody would know what that means. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady has mastered that. Whatever that is, he's mastered it. He's, I can't believe that there is another person walking around on the planet that knows more about that position than Tom Brady. I don't think, think about is. that statement. Yeah. Think about yeah, that he, statement. He, he is the master. Yeah. LeBron James and Tom Brady. When I watched the game, this is what I thought. I'm going to give you a little of my, my crazy inner thoughts. I was like, God, Father Time has to be pissed right now. Mm -hmm. Father Time has never lost. Yeah, they're breaking, they're breaking the rules right now. Right yeah. now, they both might be taking an L in these two sports. <laughs> right now, LeBron James don't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. I got to believe every year for about the last two or three, I've been saying, okay, he's going to slow down. <laughs> that man ain't slowing down. That man done played in every game this year yep. after playing if all anything, the games last year. He's setting the tone for the Lakers team this year. He's trying to get yeah. AD to get to his level of play. Yeah. yeah. And then Tom Brady is winning Super Bowls at 43. <laughs> I'm like, man, what's, what's going on here? Like, yeah. Now, I mean, Father Time might take an L for the first time. Father Time might be mad right now. So yeah. we now have a new parameter for the length of time that we could do something. And I think that is the most incredible thing for the athlete today mm -hmm. is now your time to stay in your prime has been extended. Yes. 
Yes, and we've seen it in tennis, like Roger Federer, right? He has been able to extend that prime. There's a lot of people that thought when Federer hits 32-33, that's when it's over because that was Sampras, that was Agassi. But, you know, that's not the case. Federer has been able to string it out the same way that Brady and LeBron have been able to because they have had it as their primary objective to be able to outlast and to endure. And luckily, we have the technology for them to be able to do that. And, like, you know, just to put it, like, when Jack Nicklaus won the Masters when he was 46 years old in 1986 – that was, you know, we still look at that as some crowning achievement in sports because a 46-year-old was at the pinnacle of the sport. But Tiger Woods is 45, 46 right now. And we expect him to win the Masters every year. You know, like that's yeah, how far is... we it, things have changed over time. So the everything has improved. And that, to me, was the most exciting thing about last night. Yep. I'm saying to myself, you know, you're in your 30s. You're like, oh, wow, I'm like... You know, my generation, you get in your 30s, you're like, oh, man, I'm getting old now. Mm -hmm. You're 30 now. You're like, I got another 13 years to go. Yeah. It's like what Steph Curry said. Okay. So the, 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 it's like, I would imagine it's like when Jesse Owens ran, when he, you know, he ran what he he broke like 10 in the, in the hundred yard dash, you know, you like, I didn't even know that was possible. This is what I'm beginning to feel like you're watching the NBA, you, you're looking at LeBron, you're going, oh, man, this dude is in year 19, and he could be the MVP of the league. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. This guy, Tom Brady now, you're like, hmm, okay, if I eat right, <laughs> train right, I could do this yeah, for... If you're, if you're, yeah, if you're Pat Mahomes, you're looking at Tom Brady, and you're you have hope. You're like I'm ahead of schedule right now. I just gotta I gotta keep up with him. Mahomes, when you say ahead of schedule, man, he at third base. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. I mean, now this is giving at least me, but I'm old. I'm just like guy looking up on the sideline. I'm going. I got to think about how how we really train because instead of training. For the season, you should be training for your career because you can play a lot longer. So yeah. instead if of you're, doing, if you're, if, instead of having an off season, you're saying you just like live a sustained life, like where you're always. Well, I I, I I I will say this. I will say this. I will say this. Like, like t- I think about like stupid things like this. Like, <laughs> if I was training today, I would train with the idea that I'm going to play. For 15 years mm-hmm. and I would train as such I wouldn't worry about trying to improve I would train with the with the this idea I'm going to be available for as many games as I possibly can over a 15-year window because if I'm available with my talent that gives me an earning potential that you've never seen before like mm-hmm. My earning years was like a three to five year window because I first got in the league. I didn't know anything. Then once I learned something, I was kind of in my here. And now that's like eight years. I had an eight to nine year window where I'm kind of in my prime. And then 10, 11, 12, you're like, you're the old savvy veteran. Next. Yep. Yep. Now you have an opportunity to push a five year where you're in your prime to a 10 year in your prime. Mm hmm. And if I take that and I'm serious about it, that means I can train 
and really have a lifestyle that allows me to be available in that lifespan. You can't just train at your optimum level all the time. But what you can do is take a, a holistic approach and say, you know what? My best ability right now is to be available. Yeah, you're, the best ability, best ability is availability, right? Imagine a Jordan-like athlete with a 15-year window <laughs> in his prime. That's possible now. That's possible now. Tate, that's, 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 that's truly possible now. That's not far-fetched. That's not like, oh, yeah, no one can do that. That's possible now. Meanwhile, and Jordan because, played, what, 13 seasons before he retired the first time? So it's like, yeah. you know, he, like he, he only played 13, played 13 seasons, in total. And then the first eight, he didn't win. Yeah. Took him eight to get one. But yeah, you yeah. can now, so imagine Michael Jordan now not winning for the first eight years. We, we'd be all over the guy. Oh, he's not this. He's not that. He, he's, not, he's not clutch. He's, he, you know, it's kind of like listening to people talk about Giannis. You're like, are you serious? This guy's like back-to-back MVP. Like, really? Come on. <laughs> stop it. Oh, he, 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 he's not, he, he can't finish the game. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> but now, if you could have that holistic approach with being available, I think you can do some incredible things today. Yeah. I think you could do some incredible things. So I think the training for the athlete, and I'm just talking out loud. I'm just listening to, actually, I'm just listening to myself. The training now has to catch up with how sophisticated the, how sophisticated the game is. That's what I'm really trying to say. The training regimen of Tom Brady, to me, is far more sophisticated than that of what the teams are providing in the offseason. Yeah, the t- he has his own method, the TB12 yeah, method. Yeah, I don't know what like, it is. Yeah, I don't know what I, it is either, but he's got his own method. But it has to be, it has something that's far more sophisticated that's allowing him to, because he's extended the range that we thought was possible. Mm-hmm. And now I know I can take a marvelous athlete like Shaquille O'Neal and I can put him in his prime for 15 plus years. That He'll get more than four. A, and Shaq won four yeah. championships, which is bravo. But now you're saying, I probably can there, probably there's get eight, eight, nine, ten, maybe. Yeah, there's eight, sure. nine. There, that's what I'm saying, Tate. That's what I think now is realistic. You can stretch these guys' primes and say, I can, I can make you not make you. I can help you stay in your prime longer than we thought was possible before. And we've seen someone like Tim Duncan. He did not, you know, he was quote unquote, not in his prime, but he was able to use his basketball IQ and his awareness on the floor and things like that to kind of go from the the first guy to the second guy. We've talked about that all the way down to the fifth guy on the team, but he wasn't in his prime for that long 20 year window. But we're, we're saying like you could be Tim Duncan. You could have got 14, 15 years of Tim Duncan in 1997 to 2005, you know, and you could have had that whole window. So that's crazy. Just think of this. Just think of this. This is what I'm seeing as I'm watching the game last night. I wasn't concerned about the goat debate. I was like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think about what's possible now because Mm -hmm. Brady is showing me, that the the workouts now have to be way more sophisticated than me just going in and getting up some shots. I got I got up two th- I got up two thousand jumpers a night, or two thousand jumpers in the off season. Mm-hmm. 
I got to think much more sophisticated than just that now. I'm going to play a pickup game. No, I I, I got to think more than that now. Because now, when you have a superior physical talent, trained properly in the offseason, in the regular season, it's the games. The games are the games. But in the offseason tape, you can really do some things now that will create a different conversation because now we're seeing it. And it's it's here. I mean, and, and, and you say, well, if Larry Bird did it and the way he was as, a, as an athlete, that's different than a LeBron James because LeBron James is still jumping. Mm-hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, like LeBron James still like he'll dunk. Yeah, he'll be it, like, how is a man jumping like this at, at, at this age? Like, yeah, it wasn't like a Vince Carter thing where in year 18 to 20 he was shooting threes and stretching the floor and things like that. Like he, he like LeBron still trying to throw down like basketball. I never you know, forget this. Vince dunk. Carter had the greatest quote. They said Vince Carter. They said Vince Carter. Can you jump as high? He was like, I probably can jump just as high, but it's the landing that scares me now. I don't know what's going to happen when I land. <laughs> and I thought, that's true. Because yeah. every athlete knows that. Like, sometimes you don't jump high because you'd be like, man, I just can't take the landing no more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you're young, you can land. When you jump, now you like, oh. like <laughs> You're like just, in the air, you, like bracing. I remember one time, no, one time, like one time I was like, man, I'm going to make sure I can still dunk, right? So I went up and I would dunk, you know, just to make sure, right? <laughs> Jumping was, I was good. Tell you, I was feeling good. I had the icy hot. That was when icy hot. So you don't know about the icy hot. I had oh, the heat I know about the icy hot. Yeah, yeah, I tell you, I was feeling good one day. I was feeling good. You Shaq know, used to have those icy hot commercials, man. I had the icy hot and stick. Then, yeah, it was the best. And I and I, I remember I went up tape, felt good. Bam! I dunked it. And when I landed, I was like, oh, whoa! Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, the landing is like a little rough now. You know what I mean? So then, Tate, what I, I always laugh, when you get older, you hold on to the rim after you dunk. You know what I mean? To soften the landing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, when you're younger, you dunk it and you hit it in. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to land and you want to style. But when you old and you dunk, you hold on to the rim. And then you look at the ref like, yeah, I want to make sure nobody was under me. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. No, like, don't, no, don't, you, yeah, don't team me up. Yeah, I'm not yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was great watching Vince Carter dunk because he would always hold on to the rim. You know, when he yeah. was younger, he was dunking it on his elbow, you know? <laughs> uh, but those are the little things that, that I picked up on you know, playing, but I, I'm telling you, I'm really excited for the next generation because now Tate, you know, this is, I mean, I mean, it's crazy that I'm saying this. He could win the Super Bowl again next year. Yep, yep. I mean, they'll be the favorites to win it. Uh, and I'm sure. so you have to ask, what is he doing from the from this moment on to the beginning of next season. What's he doing that's different? What's LeBron doing now that's different? Because these guys aren't, you know, they've like kind of really, you know, instead of going off a cliff, they've kind of flatlined it now. They're saying, hey, we can play here and sustain it. 
quick break to get away from our sponsor discover any credit card can offer cash back but only discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year it's like getting one of those birthday cards that's shaped like cash so you already know there's cash inside before even opening it but in this case it's stuff with your first year cash back match and you don't even have to send a thank you note Cashback match only by Discover card. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Discover something brighter. No, I, I think it's a great conversation about extending the prime. A uh, couple more notes before we get out of here today, BJ, just around the NBA. I wanted to, to check in with you about. Uh, first and foremost, the Sacramento Kings. I, I think that's a team we haven't talked about on the show a lot. I know we've talked about, you know, the top teams, but the, the Kings beat the Clippers the other night. They've had a nice little run. Uh, I know we got Joe Dumars there. I just wanted to shout out the Kings. I, if, if you haven't been watching the Kings, um, they play close games. They have some some fun players. De'Aaron Fox, we talked about him in the last show. Um, you know, Harrison Barnes has been great. That's my boy, the Black Falcon. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Who's this? Who's the, the Black, Black Falcon? Harrison Barnes. You don't know that? The Black Falcon? I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Okay. That's, that, okay. that's the nickname. Uh, and then Halliburton, like I said, Rookie of the Year nominee. Uh, so the Kings are an interesting team. Have you been watching the Kings, BJ? Of uh, course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Or how dare you even ask me a question like that? I'm of just course. checking. I'm just checking with you. Okay. Um, all right. So what's your question here? Wait, My wait, question wait. is, uh, are the Kings for real? That's probably the best way to put it, because I think that they have the pieces to uh, to make a real playoff run, I think, in the West. Are the Kings for real? The Kings are improved. I'm not going to say they're for real because, it, you know, they have young players. Mm-hmm. They have young players. Their future is promising because De'Aaron Fox is playing the game at a very high level. Yep. De'Aaron Fox arguably is an all-star or playing at an all-star level this year. Now, you know, I could argue or someone could argue they haven't won enough games, but you can't argue what he's doing. And he's been consistent this year. He's really doing a very nice job of leading that team. And he's consistently playing at a very high level. The kid, Halliburton, he's a young kid. I got nothing but praise for him. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited for him. I think he's a starting point guard. That's what's crazy. I just you already got a player at the point guard position who's playing at an all-star level. And then the backup guy is like, he's a starter in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He's a starter. Okay. Love that. So now you're ball handling, initiating your offense. Okay, that's secure. Now, you got to put the other pieces around it, right? You got to put the other pieces that's going to play the game because the West is loaded. Mm-hmm. The West is loaded. All right. Do I like Harrison Barnes? Yes. <laughs> but then you got to look at the other players, you know, like is Harrison Barnes on the same caliber of the other players at that position? Kawhi you Leonard know, or Kawhi Paul George. George. You, yeah. can, you can debate this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But. I like the pieces. I like Buddy Hill. I think he can shoot the ball. You know, I, I I like some of the pieces that they have. I just think right now they are young. I like what they're doing. They had a terrific draft. Because mm-hmm. when you get a player that can play in the lottery or in the top 20 and you, you get a starter, now that, that, you, that springboards you to the next – because now you have that player at a rookie scale deal 
and now it gives you an identity. Mm-hmm. De'Aaron Fox and, and Tyrese Halliburton will give that organization an identity. They'll give them an identity. I mean, that could be a version of Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas. It looked different because we didn't know Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars was considered an undersized two. But by the end, he was a Hall of Fame two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton looks like a one. But he's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, or whatever it is. Could be him and De'Aaron Fox. Ten years from now, we could be saying, God, that, that was... What that a great backcourt. Yep. What a great what a, what a great backcourt. Because they can play together. That's the thing I love about watching those young guys play is that they know how to play together. Mm-hmm. So I think if you can take advantage of what your best players are doing, because both of them are fast, both of them are athletic, they're good passers, and you can put that around them, you got something, Tate. But yep. I like their group. Do I think this group is ready? No. They are playing competitive. They are competing. And they are showing that they have what I call rotational players. These mm-hmm. are, They're competing in the Western Conference, I might add. Now, if they're in the Eastern Conference, they, they might be in the playoffs right now. But in the Western Conference, they're not. So those two players in particular have caught my attention because I'm sure every other general manager in the league will be calling for those two. <laughs> yes. Okay. And then it's up for the Sacramento Kings organization, and I don't know this, I'm just talking, for them to figure out how to build around those two. Because I think those two are very talented. They're foundational pieces, for sure. Yes, yes. And not to take away anything from the other players, right? Bagley's and the other players. But those two in particular. Because when you find ball handlers who can play with that level of speeding, quickness, pass the ball like they do, it opens up everything else. I think if you put some some different type of athletes around them, you could really have something. Mm-hmm. You could really have something there with those guys because, uh, you know, I, I, I like the Halliburton situation to me is really what kind of like caught my eye. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was that good. Yes, like, and he's and he's kind of fun too. He's kind of like one of those guys where you're like, oh, like. He shows up in big moments. Like, he, you know, he hits threes. It's a different looking shot, but he hits it. He takes that's, it. Yeah, I think that was sort of the thing. I had a little, I, I watched him in college, obviously, and I was concerned because the shot has a little bit of a hitch in it. Um, yep. But it it's fine because he's so confident and, you know, he gets it off with ease and, you know, he hasn't had any, you know, it, it's. And he's got good size. He's got yeah, good yeah, yeah, size. Yeah. He's got and good he likes size. being the guy. Like after the games and they talk plays to him. Plays defense. Yeah, he yep. plays defense. And think about this. You're a young kid, you come into this league, and you're affecting the bottom line, which is winning and losing in this league. I mean, the coach in year one has confident confidence to put him in the game to finish the game as a rookie. That's big time. That's big time. Yep. And he's delivered. That's even bigger. Yep. You know, that's 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 that says a lot about him. So I think the future is bright. I would like to see them build around those two. And let those guys kind of be the leaders, if you will, and then kind of go from there. And maybe the players that they currently have will accept that, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think you have to have things in place. And I think those two, I think those are the pieces that I would look for for the direction as they move forward uh, in the decision making process they're going to do down in Sacramento.
Yeah, we'll keep an eye on the Young Kings. They're a lot of fun to watch. Uh, one last thing here, BJ. We got the NBA power rankings, as we oh, always stop do. It. Oh, God. Uh, okay, you just want to give me mad. I just want to give you this uh, quickly. Okay, uh, the Utah Jazz are at number one. The Los Angeles Lakers are at number two. The Philadelphia 76ers minus his own at number three. The number four, Milwaukee Bucks. And number five, we got the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, anything egregious there? You know, the Jazz. Okay, one. How could the NBA. Nets be? Okay, the Nets can't. Okay. <laughs> You guys are. I think you I guys feel like are just every doing week this Bleacher now. Report just keeps sliding in the nets because they want. Yeah, the uh, yeah. I, I think we would like. How could the Nets even be in there? Like, okay, so okay, let, the Nets can't be in there. Nets number three seed uh, in the Eastern Conference right now, fourteen eleven. Uh, okay, know, oh, so all right. The are. best team I've seen this week has been the Lakers, mm-hmm. and not taking away anything from the Jazz. I, 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 I keep going back to that one game. It's like. I can't forget the game when I saw them play against the Denver Nuggets. That game sticks out to me. That's the only game they've lost in probably in their last 15 games. So I I guess by the record, you know, you got to say the Jazz, but I'm going to say my 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 rankings would go like this. The LA Lakers, 1. Mm-hmm. Jazz, 2. The Clippers, 3. The 76ers, 4. And the Bucks five. There's no way that you can put the Nets in there. There's, I mean, that's just that. that that's that, that, there's no way you can have the Nets in there mm-hmm. right now. Okay, yeah. K- they lost when two he, in a row. Yeah. Kate, when is he going to play? Like this week? Later this week? Is yeah. That's that's what they're. Okay, so the Nets said. can't be in yep. there. But the you know the Bucks are they are a team. They won four in a row. Bucks have. Yeah, they haven't had any highs this year, and they haven't had any lows this year. They just kind of, yeah, yeah, they just been kind of trucking along here, you know. So, you know, you know, it's funny we don't talk about the we don't talk about the Bucks. You know, it's like we don't talk about Giannis. And this guy's been Rookie of the Year, so that's my five: Lakers, Jazz, Clippers, 76ers, and then the Bucks. I like it. I like it. I think that makes sense. That checks out. Uh, I want to bring up Megatron, your guy. Uh, he's officially yes. in the Football Hall of Fame. Um, yes. And, and that moment was really special. Uh, you know, he he was obviously very moved by it. But Megatron, for, for people yeah. that did not watch him play live, he was <sighs> an unbelievable. Like, we say people were freak athletes. Like, Megatron was a different level. And uh, the goal line fame will never be the same. Just imagine this. Imagine Megatron training with Tom Brady in their primes. I say send Megatron to Tampa Bay. That's uh that sounds like an offseason move. He deserves a ring. Give this man a ring. I don't know if he deserves a ring. I just I, I just want to <laughs> I don't know if the ring like can I say this on air take? I don't know if I I'm not supposed to say this, but you know, people are like he deserves a ring. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't know how you're supposed to feel. Like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about that. Am I supposed to be like, does the ring make me feel fulfilled in some sense? Because if it if it's supposed to, it didn't do it for me. I must have missed that day of class or missed that moment. I don't feel any different with or without it. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. Like, and now we're at a point where it's like the ring validates you in some point. It, it kind of like it's like your stamp of approval. Like, okay, 
Like I'm so and so without the ring, but I'm so and so with the ring. Well, mm-hmm. I, I just I, I missed that day of class. I must have I must have missed it because I don't feel that way. Megatron was a phenomenal player. Phenomenal. He was. You know what I mean? And every player can't win. And I don't want to make a big deal whether you win or you lose. It's nice to win. But certainly, I don't feel any different, Tate. I, 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 and if you know how to feel that way, if I'm supposed to do it, please let me know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean I don't know. How, how yeah. am I supposed to feel, Tate? Like, <laughs> I, will, I will say my intramural championships, they did not change me either. Yeah, yeah I was like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if there's some way I'm supposed to feel, like, let me know. Like, <laughs> Like, did I, I, I did I miss that class? Did I miss that day of practice? No, it's, you know, a, it's, it's definitely it's, a media. It's uh, I mean, I, bl- I blame Barkley a little bit because I think Barkley going after uh, the people, you know, and then people like rings, right, you know, championships, and then like they, they kept throwing that in his face. And then that became like this ripple effect of like that's how we try to invalidate successful careers by saying, man, well, you didn't win the big one. You didn't win the big one. And, and man, uh, like uh, you said, we all know how great Megatron was. He did not need a, a Super Bowl Megatron <laughs> to prove that. Chuck, you know, Charles Barkley – I, I, you know, I, he, he is, you know, I love Chuck because that's who he really is. You know, it's yeah. like the camera just happened to be on Charles. Charles that's who Charles really is, you know. <laughs> and I remember and one night we were, they were talking about championships and, you know, they're doing their act. They're doing their thing. Their act. And he calls himself Championship Chuck. That's what he calls himself. <laughs> and I just thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> Uh, you know he calls himself championship <laughs> chuck right and i just but that's Char- charles is i love charles because he's like a natural treasure because yeah, yeah. that's who he really you know what i mean it's, it'd be different if you you know it's hard like to find okay. genuine characters yeah yeah well that, that, that camera if you know him that's who he really is. It's not like, like it's just the camera just happened to be there. That's what it's like. Ernie is like, I would imagine Ernie probably gets when he goes out and does speaking engagements. What's Charles really like? That's who he really is. That's who he's. That's Charles for real. Like on the bus, in the hotel lobby, playing golf, on the tee. That's who he really is. So that's that's great. I mean. It's a, and they they got a great show. I mean that they they got great great chemistry, and um, so championship Chuck is like that's that's my favorite that's my favorite character that he he lets me see on TNT. <laughs> I, I, I love I love championship Chuck. That's my we guy. love championship Chuck. And finally, BJ, we have to talk about it because uh, you know talking about Detroit, talking about pushing through, talking about our lines of connection. We have uh, Derek Rose, who is going to get traded to the New York Knicks, back to Madison Square Garden for my guy, Dennis Smith Jr. Oh, North Carolina's guy, finest. North Carolina. we, got, we got Dennis Smith Jr. You know out of what? New York. We got him to Detroit to play with the young guys, Josh Jackson and Jeremy Grant. I'm very excited for Dennis Smith Jr. I'm very excited for Derek Rose, and uh, I just want to hear your thoughts yeah, on that as well. Um, well yeah, I, I'm excited for Derek because he's at a place in his career where he – has an opportunity, you know, to to play and play with people he's familiar with. You know, him and Tom Thibodeau. It's like know, the gang's back together, yeah. Those two. <laughs> they're, they're hilarious. They, 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 <laughs> you know, you, you know, 
you know, it should be like Tom Rolls, you know what I mean? Or, yep. or, or Derek Thibodeau. That's, that's, <laughs> that's where it's at. Like, you know, like those two, I mean, it's really, you know, when you meet someone and you know someone, mm-hmm. and I hope everyone gets a chance to experience, experience this in their life at least once where you meet someone and that person understands you as well as you understand yourself. Everyone should have at least once in their lifetime to have that happen. Mm-hmm. Those two have an understanding about each other. There's like, you know, there's like your friends and then there's the one person that I don't think they even have to talk. I don't know what they understand about each other, (laughs) but there's something that those two knew each other in a previous life that they recognize each other. And that's, that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. You ask me what I think about it. I don't know what to think because I, it's, it's the most special relationship I've ever seen. Like they, they don't like each other. They love each other. Like Mm -hmm. it's, so both of them are my friends. I, I, I want the best for both of them, you know, and obviously I work with Derek and there's a professional relationship, but there is something that those two, when they are, they just, they, they got it. I don't know what it is. I have no idea, but whatever it is, think about this. He coached them in Chicago. Yep coached him in minnesota <laughs> yep okay he i mean minnesota was the revival of Derek. you know i mean that was and then he's coaching him now and have an opportunity to coach him again in new york so everywhere mm-hmm. tom thibodeau has been <laughs> he's found a way to find Derek, and they find each other and they and they <laughs> understand each other they know each other and they perform when they're together yep. so you know what I, I i think it's great for both they get it I can't wait to watch it. You know, Derek is back in New York. And I I think it's terrific for him. And as far as your other guy, Dennis, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm excited for Dennis because I think Dennis. So am I. I I think Dennis is in a good place. I saw him play in a preseason game this year. And when I saw him play this year in the preseason, actually, it was against the Pistons. Of, 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 I, was, I was watching the preseason game this year. I thought he looked really good. Me too. You I know, think he's in form right now. I think he is ready, and I think he's going to a place where he has a chance. And the reason I say that is because he's going to be around other players his same age. And when players are around their peers, something happens. It's a, it gets a little different, you know? Mm-hmm. And Detroit has an interesting team because I really like this team, right? We were lucky we had Troy Weaver come on the, on the show as a guest, and Jeremy Grant. I mean, this guy. Okay, they haven't won enough games, but you, if you just go by the numbers, Jeremy Grant is playing terrific. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you watched the last game against the Lakers the other night. I mean, he's He's playing terrific basketball. He is playing like hey, a hey, legitimate hey, all-star. Hey, yep. hey. Jeremy Grant, ladies and gentlemen, he has arrived. He's here. Mm-hmm. 
This is not a, uh, you know, okay, he had a couple good games, so he had a good week. Jeremy Grant is here. Mm-hmm. This other kid, Josh Jackson. They're a, they're a nice duo on the wing together. <laughs> okay. And you put Isaiah, in Isaiah, yeah. yeah, Isaiah Stewart. You're starting to see what they're doing up there in Detroit, okay? It's two things, talent and toughness. You're starting to see Sadiq Bey, you know, DeLon Wright. You're starting to see what they're doing up there. I think this kid, Dennis Smith, has an opportunity now to see that, you know what, sometimes you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. He's going to have a chance. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he was prime. I saw him trying. And, and, and offensively, I have no doubt what he's going to do. I mean, he's explosive. He can create. He can do all that. I saw him playing hard on the defensive end. If he can bring that mindset here, because sometimes you need to get lucky. You know, you need to get lucky. I always talk to GMs and executives. How do you identify? And one of the guys who was always great for me to scout was Chauncey Billups. Because Chauncey Billups went to about five different teams before he finally settled in to the Chauncey Billups now that we all. Yeah, we said that's Chauncey Billups. You know, know, now, you know, he's Chauncey Billups. But yeah, I remember yeah. the Torontos and the Denvers and all of the stops he made before he – I think this kid – because physically, he has all the gifts you could ever want, this kid, Dennis Smith. So I think it's a good trade for both teams. I think Derek will go there, and and, and him and Tibbs, are, I'm sure right now they're in the film session right now. They're I, – I, I, I don't know – He's they they've already got that figured out, but I may also excite. I always think it's a good trade when it works for both sides mm-hmm. for Dennis to be able to come to a young situation and to see that there are other young players who've kind of reinvented themselves like yep. Josh Jackson. Man, I mean, I mean, he had like 28 points in his last game at 28, eight and three. You're like, oh, wow. You see in Jeremy Grant, you're going, oh, wow. Yeah, you this know, guy went from a role player to a player star. To like, that, yeah. yeah, so I, you know, and he's those are his peers. Mm-hmm. Okay, these these aren't like veteran players; these are his peers. So yeah. I think this could be this could prove to be one of those win win trades for everybody that everyone will win. So um, I, I think it's a great situation, and uh, and of course, maybe J Cole shows up in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think that's the final thing that we we both. And maybe want we can get J. Cole. You know, wasn't J. Cole talking about playing? Uh, you know, he told it? the world they only got twelve slots on the Pistons. You know, that's what he said to everybody. But like, you gotta go can try I, to get I, one. Can I work with J. Cole? You know what I mean? Hey, basketball and bars. I can't think of anything better than that. You know what I mean? That, yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's the dream. Uh, this has been another edition of Pushing Through. We appreciate you listening. Listening as always. Uh, we will be back later in the week. BJ, uh, if you are in water, please make waves. Make we'll waves, see. my friend, and let's get back sooner. I'm. Sh- I, I got the feeling there's going to be more to talk about this week. You know, I like it. <laughs> <laughs>